Wow. Just wow. That's what I have for the last 72 hours of the Philadelphia Eagles. They put us on one of the craziest roller coasters I have ever seen in the last 72 hours. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to go over all the Eagles picks and just my opinion on things. Because I have a very strong opinion on the Eagles draft. Because, you know, as, as most people know, I'm a very diehard Eagles fan. So I'm going to start from the very beginning of all this. With the first selection, they took Jalen Rieger. Okay. Jalen Rieger is a dog. Okay? He's a dog. Don't let that 4-4-7 40-yard dash at the combine fool you. This dude can fly around the football field. Fly. That 4-4-7 did him absolutely no justice at all. If you watch the tape, Jalen Rieger blows through guys. He's great after the catch. He knows how to beat a corner. He has all the tools the Eagles needed on offense. And truly, to me, on my draft board, I had CeeDee Lamb and then Jalen Rieger above Justin Jefferson and Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. To me, Jerry Judy, when all that stuff came out about his knee, that kind of dropped him down my board a few spots. <clears throat> Jalen Rieger brings a speed to the receiver position that the Eagles desperately lacked last season. You saw it. The wide receivers created no separation for Carson Wentz. He was always thrown into such tight windows, which is why the tight ends struggled to create separation because there was no speed. The safeties had nobody to respect on, on the deep ball after Deshaun Jackson got hurt. So I think that the Jalen Rieger pick was the ideal pick for the Eagles in round one, and I was totally okay with it. The dude's got all the tools you need. Don't let the numbers fool you. Don't let the, the high drop percentage that everyone, like, that everyone loves to talk about, actually. <laughs> Don't let that fool you. This dude can ball, and he's going to be an integral part of the Philadelphia Eagles going into the 2020 season. (sighs) But here's the pick that, to me, I still go ballistic over this. With the 53rd pick, the Eagles took Jalen Hurts. Instead of all the guys that were on the board, they took our backup quarterback. Completely forgetting that we just paid Carson Wentz $128 million. First year of his contract is this year. But no. Howie Roseman thinks that he's smarter than every other GM in the NFL and wanted to take our backup quarterback because they're still dangling onto that hope that the backup quarterback position in Philadelphia is the most integral part of the football team since Nick Foles did it for us two years ago. Or sorry, three years ago now. Now, I like Jalen Hurts. I do. He was... A very solid ball player at Oklahoma. I have a lot of questions about him because when he played in the SEC, he did get benched for Tua Tagovailoa. I can't just forget about that. So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense still that we took a backup quarterback in round two of the draft. Christian Fulton, Cameron Dantzler, Denzel Mims, Zach Bond. Those are just a few of the names that were there at 53. That could have been starters on your football team week one of next season. And I will I will continue to say that. I, <laughs> you took your backup quarterback. You took a backup quarterback. That's what you did. No other quarterbacks were taken that night. Nobody was taking Jalen Hurts. You could have got him in round four maybe. You don't waste your second round pick on your backup quarterback. That to me is just... Absolutely ridiculous. Jalen Hurts, a backup. 
he was good at Oklahoma, and I understand that, but everyone seems to forget that just like you know, just two years ago, he was benched for the dude who went fifth overall in this draft. He got benched in the SEC. He went to the Big 12, and in my opinion, the Big 12, they play basically two-hand touch football over there. As far as I'm concerned, that's two-hand touch football. They don't like playing defense in the Big 12 at all. So, I mean, the only silver lining to that is maybe the Eagles get lucky and Doug Peterson puts together some kind of crazy packages for Jalen Hurts to have him and Carson Wentz on the field at the same time. Kind of like how the Saints do with Taysom Hill. You know, and, you know, maybe he could be, you know, that dagger that the Eagles needed on offense to kind of gain the momentum on certain, you know, like fourth and, you know, fourth and short plays or whatever it may be. Or whether it's a lateral pass and he just slings it downfield. But really, Jalen Hurts don't have the best arm either. (laughs) I think a lot of people got kind of false hope from his one year at Oklahoma, and that's fine. People are going to be like that. People that are, you know, just not as big into college football like I am. I watch a lot of college football. I watch a lot of college football. This dude was in the perfect system for him last year at Oklahoma. Because they don't like playing defense. And you saw it in the college football playoff. LSU demolished him last year. Demolished the entire team. He couldn't do anything on offense. So that's why I just have insanely big concerns about the Jalen Hurts pick. Maybe that was their guy. I mean, Howie Rosen just thinks that he's smarter than everyone else in the NFL, and that's why now he's going to pay for it. That's going to hurt the Eagles in the long run. I really do believe that. Instead of taking a guy who's an immediate impact player on your football team, they took our backup quarterback at pick 53. <sighs> But anyway, let me try and move past that now. Let's go over to our third-round pick and Davon Taylor, the linebacker from Colorado. My only concern with Davon Taylor is that he only played two football games in high school. He's only four years into playing football. Now, his tape is very good. He's a very fast linebacker on tape, it appears. I never really heard too much about him. But this dude... If he's fast, the Eagles' defense needs speed, too. You know, it's not just the offense that lacked speed last year. The defense at linebackers specifically lacked a lot of speed. You couldn't go into next season with Nate Gary and Trent Edwards or TJ Edwards and Jatavius Brown as your starting three linebackers. There's no speed there. So Davon Taylor definitely filled a need that the Eagles needed on defense with a speedy linebacker. So I was, all, I was totally fine with that pick. Maybe it was a bit of a reach. But I feel like in a situation like that, the Eagles needed to get speed at linebacker after they wasted our second-round pick on our backup quarterback. But you know what? Despite all this from the first two days of the draft, Howie Rosen really made up for it yesterday. <laughs> he really did. Howie Rosen had a killer of a day yesterday. Killer. Made me excited for the Eagles again. With our first pick in the fourth round, we took Kayvon Wallace. From Clemson. The dude can ball. The dude can ball. He was on a former national champion team in Clemson. A team that was in the national championship last year, too. The Eagles desperately needed a safety to kind of like fill the void that Malcolm Jenkins left when he left. And I think Kayvon Wallace can eventually turn it into that guy. So he really could turn out being a big steal of this draft. I like his game. 
you know, going forward, we're just going to have to see if he can really live up to what they think, you know, to what they think he can be. And I think they want him to be like Malcolm Jenkins, that hybrid, you know, safety linebacker spot. Because he's a football player. He's a football player. And I love that pick for the Eagles. I think that was actually a steal for us, really. Because the tape I watched to him, he's good. I mean, he's, to me, he looked like a, a third-round talent on tape I watched. So I was totally fine with the Kayvon Wallace pick. We <laughs> we had a lot of trouble at safety. I can't trust the fact that Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills can be our starting two safeties going into 2020. Because say what you want, <laughs> Jalen Mills is still pretty bad. <laughs> Everyone just seems to forget that Jalen Mills, even though he's moving to safety, this dude still picks and chooses when he wants to cover somebody. Picks and chooses. Rodney McLeod, he's two years removed from a knee surgery that I feel like he hasn't been the same since. And I like Rodney McLeod. I love that he's a hard hitter, but after that injury, I don't know if he'll ever be the same player that he was when he first got here. So you add a little bit of depth with that, and they still got Will Parks in free agency, so Kayvon Wallace just adds a little bit of extra depth to the Eagles safety, safety position. And I'm all here for it. Now, the next guy we got is an offensive lineman from Auburn, Jack Driscoll. Don't know too much about him. Can't give you much info on it. Just know that the Eagles' offensive line depth, you know, it was not there last season. So if all he does is add depth, then so be it. I still have big concerns about Andre Dillard. I'm not sure that he's going to be Andre Dillard's replacement. (laughs) I sure as hell hope not. But for right now, he definitely adds some depth that the Eagles did not have at offensive line last year. Now let's go to a guy who I actually really like in this draft and probably my favorite draft pick the Eagles made next to Jalen Rieger. John Hightower, wide receiver, Boise State. Now the conference that Boise State plays in is not the best conference out there. Not by any means. But this dude's got a big frame. He can run. I'm pretty sure he ran a low 4-4. That's what the Eagles need. And he goes up for the football. He goes up for the football. This dude can run, and he, and he can go up for it, and he's consistent. He was consistent at Boise State. He never had a lot of drops. I'm not sure about any drops. I didn't really look too much into it. I'm looking at tape, and I just see this dude goes up for the football, and he can blaze. He's got burners, too. This dude, to me, was my favorite pick of the Eagles draft, like I said, next to Jalen Rieger. Because I really like Jalen Rieger, so that's pretty good company to be up there with Jalen Rieger as my second favorite pick in this draft, for the Eagles, anyway. John Hightower was a sleeper. Not many people really heard of him going in. But John Hightower was a good pick, especially for the value you got him at. And I was totally okay with it. It adds more speed to this Eagles offense that what was a weakness last year for us might turn into one of our biggest strengths is speed at the receiver spot. Because what people don't seem to understand is that when you have speed on your offense, that opens up everything else. That opens up your, you know, like your Zach Ertz and your Dallas Goddards down low. And because the safeties have to because the safeties have to respect that deep ball now. Everyone seems to say that Carson Wentz can't throw a deep ball. That's not true. Carson Wentz can sling the football. He had nobody to throw the ball to last year. And even the year before that. Guys consistently get hurt every year for the Eagles. They needed to address speed, and they addressed it in a big way in this draft. John Hightower, great pick, Howie. 
Thank God you did something right at the back end of this draft. I love the pick. I think he's going to be an immediate impact player for the Eagles. I mean, I mean like, like only time will tell, but I sure think that you got that one right. Now, this wasn't a draft pick, but something else I really liked that the Eagles did. They traded their sixth-round pick. Well, actually, sorry. They swapped their sixth-round pick with the Niners, and they picked up Marquise Goodwin in the process. Marquise Goodwin, for those of you who aren't too familiar with football, Marquise Goodwin, when he was healthy, is a pretty good football player. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he has the second fastest 40 time ever, either at a 4.26 or 4.25, something in that range. The dude has burners, too. The dude can fly. The only question is, that still concerns me, are his hands are kind of questionable at times. His availability is questionable. He does get hurt a lot. He has a lot of injury history. And that's still a pretty big question mark to have on your football team. We can't afford to have another Nelson Aguilar on this team. Overall, I like Marquise Goodwin. I think it was a good pickup. I think it was a smart pickup. But like I said, the hands are a question and his availability is a question. If he can stay on the football field and get his hands together, this could be a really, 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 really good pickup for the Eagles. Strictly because he has the speed. The Eagles offense is going to be loaded with speed next year. And I don't even care if we don't keep Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey is slow. <laughs> the Eagles are going to have speed all over the football field next year. And if Jeffrey does come back, all that speed does is open up the, is open up that slant route for Alshon Jeffrey more. Which he loves to do. Because everyone knows Alshon Jeffrey is the king of that slant route. So Marquise Goodwin overall, good pickup. Didn't cost the Eagles a lot of money. They restructured his contract. I think he's only making a million dollars next year with like a plus one million in upside for certain incentives. I'm not really sure what the incentives are. But to me overall, you can't really beat that pick. Can't beat it. Now another guy I like the Eagles got, they got Sean Bradley from Temple. Another linebacker. A homegrown guy. I'm not the biggest fan of Temple football players for my own personal reasons. But Sean Bradley, I do like his game. He's physical. And again, the Eagles needed linebackers badly. The Eagles had no linebackers. Nigel Bradham's gone. Michael Kendricks has been gone. Camus Grugier Hill is gone. You needed to get linebackers desperately. Desperately you needed to get linebackers. And the Eagles got two of them in this draft, and I think that was a very big hole that needed to be addressed. And Howie Roseman addressed it on day three of the draft. And Howie usually thinks that he's smarter than everyone else and that, oh, we're going to do something else totally out of the water and we're going to do that. No, you did the smart thing. You got, you, know, you got linebackers. You addressed a need. You didn't go outside the box to try and outsmart everybody. You got your need. You got your need. <clears throat> So another guy we got is a wider receiver from Southern Miss, Quez Watkins. I'll be totally honest with you, I never heard too much about this guy. But based on what I hear, he has like a 4-3 speed. So again, the Eagles are just nailing, they just keep nailing into that offense to address the speed that they lacked so bad for the past two seasons. They had no speed out there on offense, none. Absolutely no speed, and they got another speed guy. That's four receivers the Eagles got in this draft. Three of them they drafted, and then one they traded for. They're all fast. 
they're all fast and they all can blend in. And then obviously the Eagles have one of the best, you know, speed receivers in the NFL in Deshaun Jackson, even at age 33, he's still a burner. Deshaun Jackson can teach these guys a little bit of everything and the Eagles could be electric on offense next year. There's going to be speed everywhere for Carson Wentz. The tight ends are going to be so open every play because the Eagles, not only do they have all the speed now, they have the depth. So even if Jalen Rieger or Deshaun Jackson need a playoff to catch their breath, the Eagles got speed waiting on, on the bench for them. <laughs> now, I don't like Qu- now I don't know too much about Quez Watkins, like I said, but like I said, the dude has burners. He has burners. He can run. Hightower heard a little bit about he's fast too, and he's a bigger body. I think that Quez- I think that Hightower has a chance to be, you know, and I'm saying that there's a chance. He has a chance to be a big part of his football team for years to come. And I'm not just saying that to be a biased Eagles fan. I think that this dude's going to be good. He's an athlete. Quez Watkins, we're going to see what he really is because you don't hear too much about a dude from Southern Miss. But if he's fast and he can create separation and he can just catch the football, this dude could be an integral piece of the offense too going into 2020. Why not? Why not? Now, I might butcher this name, but the Eagles also drafted a guy, another offensive lineman from Auburn, Prince Tego Wanogo. I think I pronounced that right. Again, needed offensive line depth terribly. Had none of it last year. There's a ton of concerns with Andre Dillard. I had that from actually an inside source. I'm not going to say who my source is, but Andre Dillard's a problem. There's something wrong that the Eagles do not like about Andre Dillard. He's not adjusting to the offense. He's not adjusting to the life of the NFL. There's something wrong there that we're not hearing all about. That's a big concern. So I think next year the Eagles need to address that spot and take another offensive tackle in the first round. Some dude who can start. Or if you're that concerned about Andre Dillard, trade him for something and bring back Jason Peters for a year. Why not? That scares me. That's Carson Wentz's blind side. Carson Wentz is your franchise. You can't let him get hurt again. You can't let it happen. People have a ton to say about Carson Wentz's injury history, but the Eagles are just trying to make it worse. You have to protect that guy's blind side. You have to. And if Andre Dillard is that much of a concern that I'm hearing about, that's a major red flag for the Eagles going forward, and especially for Carson Wentz, your franchise quarterback. Now, also, there's one more pick the Eagles made in this draft. Casey Tuhill, defensive end from Stanford. I'm so sick of drafting defensive ends. But, again, the Eagles are obsessed with that rotation on, on the defensive line. So, you know, there's a chance this dude might not even make the roster. But if he does, well, you know, to me, another Pac-12 guy, probably going to not produce in the NFL. Sorry, it's just, a, you know... It's a constant habit. The Eagles love to draft little boys from the Pac-12 instead of grown men from the SEC, and I'll never understand why. Last dude the Eagles drafted in the first round from the SEC, you guys want to hear who it was? Fletcher Cox, the best player in your defense. SEC, last guy in the first round the Eagles drafted from the SEC. And you know why? He's so good because he was a man. He played in the SEC. He didn't play in the little boy-ass Pac-12 or the little boy two-hand touch football Big 12. He played with grown men in the SEC. So Casey Tuhill, defensive end from Stanford, 
Not going to be a fan. Would be surprised if he even made the roster. But, yeah, you never know. So, overall, I'm going to go pick by pick and grade my rating or, or, or give it my grade. Jalen Rieger, I give that pick an A-. minus. Only because, and the only reason it's an A-, minus, not an A+, plus, is because if I was the Eagles and I knew how they were going to waste that second-round pick on Jalen Hurts, I would have given up that first and second to move up to 16 to jump Dallas and get CeeDee Lamb. That's the only reason why I give it an A-. minus. That's it. I think Jalen Rieger is going to be an immediate impact player on the football team. And I think the Eagles did something right with that pick. Jalen Hurts. I'm giving this pick a D-. minus, Maybe even an F. The pick made no sense, especially that early in the draft. Was no reason to take your back up that early. He might only see 10 to 15 snaps a game. So overall, not too much sense there, Howie. Davon Taylor, I'm going to give that pick a B plus, only because I feel like the Eagles did reach a little bit for him. And his concerns with me, like I said, only four years of football total. And he has to jump right in the NFL now. Might take some time. But overall, he's fast. He knows how to tackle. Gets a lot of tackles for loss, so I give that a B plus. Kevon Wallace. A minus. Desperately needed a safety to help in that rotation back there. Desperately trying to find that Malcolm Jenkins replacement. And he might even turn into Malcolm Jenkins. He played at Clemson. They're national champs over there. And he was one of the captains of that defense. <clears throat> Jack Driscoll, like I said, don't know too much about him, but the Eagles must know something. Desperately needed, desperately needed offensive line depth. So I'll give his pick a B minus. Oh, what else am I missing? Sean Bradley, linebacker from Temple. B plus. You know, he's a home guy. Definitely need a linebacker. Address the need again. Very good pick. John Hightower, wide receiver. A minus. Big body. Nice. You know, he's like a nice frame. He's got the speed. Has everything you need at a wide receiver. The only question I have with him is is coming out of the conference he played in, can he have that same impact in the NFL? Quez Watkins, like I said, didn't hear too much about him, but he's a speed guy. I love it. Give that an A- minus as well. Prince Tego Wanogo. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, and I apologize. You know, again, it's offensive line help. Big offensive line help. Eagles need it desperately. Give that a B. Casey Tuhill, again, Pac-12 guy, Pac-12 little boy. Give it a D because the Eagles just don't know how to draft guys that play in the SEC or big conferences. They love drafting these little babies from the Pac-12. Guess who else played in the Pac-12? Howie. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. How good did he do for you last year? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. He couldn't even get on the football field last year. All right, guys, so that's my overall opinion on, you know, the Eagles draft. You know, I just – I still understand the Jalen Hurts pick. I'm trying to put it together. If he's anything like Taysom Hill, maybe this works. But still, not with your second-round pick. Howie, there was too many dudes on the board for you to miss, and you did. There were so many other players that were sitting right there, and my favorite guy was there, Denzel Mims. If you take Denzel Mims – you know, to me, I compare Denzel Mims to like a Julio, and that might be a pretty big comparison, but Denzel Mims has a big body, and he is fast. He is fast. That's who I would have 
that that would have been my pick in the second round. Or even Cameron Dantzler from Mississippi State. An SEC corner. An SEC. He's going to be a baller. And Minnesota, quite frankly, stole him. They stole him. But overall, the, the overall draft grade of the Eagles, I would give it a, you know, a B minus, maybe a C plus. Just because that Jalen Hurts pick was so bad, it kind of ruined a lot of the draft for me. But the Eagles didn't make up for it yesterday. They did. So, you know, all I can do is go into next season with high hopes and be optimistic about what they're going to do. And, you know, pray that, that maybe Howie Roseman's up to something that we just don't know about yet. And maybe Doug Peterson has a plan for him in the offense that we just don't know yet. But either way, the Eagles are going to have speed next year. And it's going to be really exciting to see. Uh, so this is Joe, and I'm out.